I want to talk to you a little bit about American Home Shield. American Home Shield has a plan to help cover all the cost of things that might go wrong in your home. Kitchen appliances, uh, plumbing, HVAC systems, all the things that just just hammer you if they go wrong. 23 essential home systems and appliances. They also have electronics coverage available for an li- unlimited number of eligible items, smart watches, flat screen TVs, and more. They can cover your pool if you want. And they have a 50-year anniversary going on right now, so you can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. It's American Home Shield. Go to AHS, American Home Shield, AHS.com slash Beck right now. Save $50. AHS.com slash Beck. You can get $50 off of any of their plans right now. Make sure you are covered in your home for these nightmare uh, failures of systems in your home with AHS.com slash Beck. Austin all uh, testifying in front of Congress today about what happened in Afghanistan. We'll get to that. Uh, Also, (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the president's new goal of 98, 97 or 98 percent of all Americans having the vaccine before we can get back to normal. I don't think people even know what normal is anymore. John Stossel also is suing Facebook. I'm going to talk to him in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Look, there was a uh, story out from the Fed. I think it came out last Wednesday. They're going to begin tapering, which means they're going to start uh, or stop buying as many stocks and bonds as they have been buying to bail everybody out. Uh, And they're also going to start raising interest rates. Now, they said they weren't going to do that for at least a year. They've changed their mind. They said, I am going to do that uh, probably really early next year. That is a sign inflation is coming. Already the banks are raising the interest rates on people who want a loan. If you need a loan, please act now. You can pay less than 3% right now. And if you're paying more than that, you should get a refi or maybe a consolidation loan and pay all of your loans down. Uh, Get that heavy interest off of your back. It's American financing. It's a homegrown company that will have you covered coast to coast no matter what your your borrowing needs are they work for you not the banks call american financing 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 it's americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org 19-time Emmy winner John Stossel hailed by the Dallas Morning News as the most consistently thought-provoking TV reporter of our time. And then he then he figured out that regulation causes more problems and uh, decided 
to report on how the government is really screwing things up. And that's when things went bad for John, uh, but went great for America. John Stossel joins us now. Hi, John. How are you? Great for America. Wow, I wish I had that much power. I, I think you have had a massive impact, John. I think you've had a massive impact on America. Um, you know, I, I've watched you for years and years, and the things that you uh, you exposed, I think, changed a lot of people. Open their eyes. Not you know, not all of the you know party people in uh, New York and all the people that you know are fashionable, but I think a lot of regular Americans. Why are you suing Facebook now? Well, I I don't like lawsuits, um, but it's just unbelievable what Facebook is doing. Now, some of what we complain about, they can do legally. They can take people off if they want. Uh, They can censor subjects, like whether the virus might have been man-made in China. Uh, That's legal. But it's not legal them legal for them to just lie about people, and that's what they've done about me, with the help of their fact checker, which mm. uh, they have a bunch, but a big mm-hmm. one. This group called Science Feedback. Oh, climate feedback. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. And they made up a quote about me. <laughs> they put it in quotes, something I never said. And when we pointed this out to them. They just don't change it. And when we try to talk to Facebook, they say, uh-huh, uh-huh, well, here's how our algorithm works. And they don't change it. And it's just a lie. And that is illegal. And I thought, well, I should, with a lawsuit, teach them that they just can't do that. That's defamation. So how are you planning on going up against, I mean, Facebook has more money than God. Um you have good attorneys. I mean, what are the chances of one guy standing up against them that they that you win? Small, but the lawyers took it because, in my case, it wasn't just about an unfairness. It was a flat-out lie, and that is defamation. But you're right. It's going to cost me a lot of money and take a long time, and who knows? but I thought I'd try. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, tell me, a, tell me a little bit about um, what your thoughts are on the virus and the vaccine and all of this there. America is so strangely split on this because it became all about politics. So what, what are your thoughts on that, John? I was listening to what you just said about that and Biden on 98%. That's just not going to happen. Mm-mm. And the country is different from how it's been before. There's the level of hatred on the part of people around me for anybody who listens to you, listens to Fox, doesn't maybe doesn't get vaccinated. It's just they are in a rage. What's, it, I mean, I'm working on a video on this. I release a new video every Tuesday. And we're researching different countries. And... China and Australia are a little bit like America at its worst in terms of lockdowns. But Denmark just lifted all restrictions. Yep. Belgium has just allowed people to be maskless. Sweden eliminated almost all restrictions. Britain just got rid of its plans to create a vaccine passport. So 
many countries are wising up and saying, look, this is never going to go away. Uh, there's always going to be some around. And we have to resume normal life. And by doing that, people will get COVID, but it doesn't kill most of them. And people will acquire natural immunity. And that's the only way to move on. What do you think about how Americans and the world have reacted to this? I mean, I remember when it was breaking out in Beijing. And if you remember right, there were times that they were welding people into their into their homes. They were sealing these iron doors so people couldn't leave their homes. Uh, and I remember saying on the air, this would never have, we would never put up with this kind of stuff here in America. We're two years into this and we're still putting up with it. What happened to us, John? We became wimps. Now, in fairness, we're not locking, nailing people into their houses. No. And we're not as bad even as Australia, which has come close to China. Um, on the other hand, those countries have stopped deaths. And some people think the only thing that matters in life is whether you die of COVID. And then China and Australia have winning arguments. At the moment, it's three deaths per million people in China, 40 in Australia, versus 400 in Denmark and 2,000 per million in the United States. So so far, they're saving lives with this repression. Yeah, but the, I mean, if you want to use that logic, then we should take every car off the road. We should take every pool out of every backyard. We should take every steak knife out of every dishwasher. Very true. And certainly forbid people from driving in the rain. John Stossel, always good to talk to you, sir. Uh, when do you go to court? Do you know? Ah. Um, 400 years from now, <laughs> that's, that's our legal system. Good to talk to you, John. Thanks a lot. You too. Yeah, John Stossel uh, suing Facebook um, over defamation. And he's absolutely right. And that climate group has been responsible for um, getting us banned or having our hands slapped or whatever it actually turned out to be. Remember, there was something they were claiming that we said something that we never said, we never said, but we quoted uh, something that was accurate that came out of a, a study where in that study, they said in that study, this particular quote, we didn't even know it was in the study. We had nothing to do with that quote. Um, we weren't quoting it. We weren't even holding up the study. We were just using that as a footnote on where we got that particular information. All the information in the study was accurate. That quote is what they disagreed with, and they attributed it to us, said we were we were saying that. We never said that. Yeah. The problem with a lot of these groups is they're just sloppy, let alone ideological oh, and yeah, antagonistic yeah, to conservative absolutely. values. They're just bad at their jobs, too, which is a, a pretty big problem when you're talking about the, the livelihood of a business. You know, I mean, you know, John Stossel, he, you know, as he said, he releases a new video every Tuesday. Um, you know, like when you throw them off of, uh, off of these you platforms, how do you, how do people see them? You how, kill them? How do people see his work? You don't, you don't. All right. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about rough greens. Angela writes in about her dog's experience with rough greens. I ordered rough greens a few weeks ago while, uh, listening to Glenn Beck on the blaze. Oh, Angela. How sweet. Uh, my dog, if his dog loved it, I'm sure mine would. 
Well, not necessarily. My four-year-old miniature dachshund, Parker, loved it right away. Put it in his bowl. He lapped it up, much to my surprise. Quinn, my 14-year-old shepherd-boxer mix, was a bit more reluctant. Didn't seem enthusiastic at first. But I kept sprinkling it on her food every day. And after a week, she eagerly awaited it in the morning. Now she's gobbling it down. I've noticed a definite increase in energy in both dogs. Thank you so much. Angela, you are more than welcome. I'm glad your dogs are uh, loving it. Although your German Shepherd should be skeptical. And I'm surprised that your miniature dachshund, because I used to have dachshunds, and uh, they eat anything. (laughs) Uh, but maybe that was just mine. Rough greens, not a dog food. It's something that you sprinkle on the dog food, and it's a supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthier and happier. Try it. Get a free bag of rough greens just to try out. See if your dog will eat it. Then uh, order the big bag of rough greens and, and put it on your dog's food for a couple of months and just watch the difference in your dog. 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. Can we go to the uh, audio um, from, I believe it was General Austin for answering a question from Tom Cotton. Here it is. I, I understand that you're the principal military advisor, that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Listen to this. Senator, as a senior military officer, um, Resigning is a really serious thing, and it's a political act if I'm resigning in protest. My job is to provide advice. My statutory responsibility is to provide legal advice or best military advice to the president, and that's my legal requirement. That's what the law is. Um, The president doesn't have to agree with that advice. He doesn't have to make those decisions uh, just because we're generals. And it would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer to just resign because my advice is not taken. This country doesn't want generals figuring out what orders we are going to accept and do or isn't not. That what he, That's not our job. Isn't that basically what he was doing though with China? Is absolute. It's critical to this republic. In addition to that, just from a personal standpoint, you know, my my dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima, and those kids that are at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And I'm not going to turn my back on them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to resign. They can't resign, so I'm not going to resign. There's no way. Uh, if the orders are illegal, hold, uh, hold it, we're in a- hold it just a second. Stu, Stu, um, just because the president won't listen to you doesn't mean you resign. I agree with that. We don't need We don't have a country where the country doesn't want a general that resigns every time the president disagrees with him. I agree with that. However, when the when the president is making decisions that put our troops and our country in danger Real danger and unnecessary danger. You should resign. You should go. You should lay your stars down on the desk and say, Mr. President, I can't be a part of this. This is too dangerous for our troops. It's not going to work out the way you think it will. And all of us have advised you of that. And you continue to say that you're going to do it. Well, that's fine. I just won't put those kids lives in jeopardy for something this foolhardy because it won't work, sir. And if it does, I apologize. But all my experience shows, no, it won't. You do that for two reasons, in hopes that the president would change his mind. And if he doesn't, to be able to warn the people the president 
is is making foolhardy decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, in a way, what General Mattis did. Yes. Right? I mean, uh, he did not agree with what was going on and the decision-making being made around Syria. And he decided he didn't want to be part of it. Right. I don't think there was a lot of criticism of Mattis for doing that. I mean, Mm -hmm. you might disagree with his analysis of the situation, but the fact is that if he didn't want to stand by what was going on and the decisions, he didn't want to stand behind those decisions, then removing yourself is a very realistic uh, idea and possibility for for a military official. And again, he's right in to say that he can't, if it's a legal order, he He does need to follow it. Correct. Or resign. Right. And that which also goes to then why didn't you tell the president that you were making a phone call to China and saying, hey, listen, he's not going to do anything. And if he does, I'll call you first. You work directly for the president. You are the chief military advisor. Did you as the chief military advisor go into the Oval Office and said, hey, China is freaking out. They think you're going to bomb them. Did you did you go? He says he went to Esper. But we'll see. I mean, we don't we don't know. Isn't his isn't he the chief advisor for the president? I mean, you should go to the president. That's kind of important. Mr. President, uh, China thinks you're going to bomb. There's I mean, I know there's no chance of you. May I just call them and tell them that's not in the cards? Of course, call them. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that the bigger part of that call, too, was what you just mentioned, which was, if we're going to attack you, I will warn you. Now, he could, of course, if he actually did that, there's no doubt it's treason. If he calls up underhandedly and warns the Chinese government that we're about to attack them when we're about to attack them, that's absolutely open and shut treason. Yep. Now, he didn't actually do it, of course, because we weren't going to attack China. Uh, and so we it's we're in hypothetical land but really the answer needs to be that he he was lying to china i was telling china whatever i felt like telling them even though obviously in that real circumstance i wouldn't call them is the only acceptable answer there right it's the only thing like it's totally fine for one of our people to call up and say look we're never going to spy on you when we are spying on them right that stuff happens all the time uh, honesty is not exactly always the uh, hallmark of uh, foreign affairs but actually doing it would be i think unquestionably treason honesty i think is the hallmark you don't make a phone call to lie to somebody but you make it you could make a phone call you know look if he makes a phone call say look i'll absolutely call you if that's going to happen now if we're actually attacking and he calls that's treason Mm mm-hmm if we actually are attacking and he doesn't call, uh, that would not be a surprise. Right? No, it wouldn't be. But it would be also, I could see that being something very, very important for the president to know. Mm, the president, yeah, oh, totally. if he's negotiating with a country, he has to know mm-hmm. what all of his people are saying. Yeah. This is not the Congress. It's not the Senate. These are his people. It's funny you say that because a large portion of this book, Peril by Bob Woodward and Robert Costa, is talking about one of the main issues they found with the Trump administration is that there were so many warring factions inside of it. There would be one group saying one thing to China and another group saying something else to China. And Donald Trump, you know, again, this is their analysis of the situation, was 
he liked some of them on one day and he liked the other group on another day. So one group would get priority. They would say something to a foreign uh, country. And then the next group would go in there having no idea what group one said and disagree with them. And so there was all these mixed messages. And this is one of the things they claim was frustrating to other countries we were dealing with. You can go through whether so you believe words, that okay, or not. So they but don't, that's they, their they, criticism. They're not saying that that's a bad thing. They're saying that's a bad thing. So if a president said um, to a group of people that burned the country to almost to the ground mm-hmm. uh, that that's OK and that's you know, that's part of democracy. But then uh, went and claimed that somebody who came in and did some damage to some windows wasn't trying to burn it down uh, and did some damage in the Capitol. Those people should be in solitary confinement. <laughs> Those would be mixed messages. <laughs> totally. And that would be bad, I thought. Uh, that's what I was told as well. But you're right. That's exactly what they did about January 6th. In the call, Millie says to the Chinese, hey, oh, I know you guys, you know, basically, you guys got your dictatorship over there. We know you would never allow any of this stuff. But when you got a democracy, you have to understand these things happen. Sometimes there's going to be riots at the Capitol. That's essentially what they told what Millie told the Chinese to make them calm down about January 6th. You guys don't understand culturally. This isn't that abnormal. But then it even okay, says so in the book. Wait. But in reality, General Milley thought this was the worst thing ever. OK, so he was lying to China twice. <laughs> I, 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 and I, they I, can verify that he's a liar now because he said it's no big deal and now you know they have TVs and satellite over there <laughs> they're going to know, know now they they're going to yeah he's they're going to know that he was lying to them and that's why i think the back and forth of this at some level is is immaterial to whether general milley should continue in his role and the answer to that i think is absolutely he needs to leave leave he he, he can't even if the best case scenario is true here that he told Robert Costa and Bob Woodward about all of this behavior, which shows him to be a liar to China only. That's the worst thing he did was he's not a reliable source to our Anyone. adversaries. Anyone. If that's true, then he can't be trusted for foreign affairs going forward. Correct. He's either so lying to China, Bob Woodward, the American people, the press, Donald Trump, or the current administration, yeah. or no. today, Congress. No one can rely on the guy, and that guy can't be in that role. Correct. Correct. Back in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow, did you see Time Magazine last week? Of course you didn't. Nobody reads that piece of crap. But they laid out the potential death of the dollar in kind of a fascinating and terrifying piece last week. China opened up its digital currency to foreigners. Next year, when they host the Winter Olympic Games, they expect the whole visiting world to utilize their new digital dollar, if you will. China estimated to be about 10 years ahead of the United States. Mark my words, we're not 10 years away from digital money. Um, When this happens, this is what the article says, other countries are sincerely interested in finding ways to decrease their dependence on the dollar. The U.S. facing a world in which it may not control or even the lead the world's payment systems. When that happens, your lifestyle is completely different overnight. That's Time magazine, not crazy Glenn Beck. I know I'm crazy. Don't listen to me. 
Gold Line. Call them right now. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. If you do, uh, now until Friday, you're going to uh, receive one free one ounce silver gold line branded bar with every qualified purchased order. Call them now, 866 Gold Line, 866 Gold Line or goldline.com. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. There is uh, something that's coming out of the world of science. They look like they have found physical evidence for one of the most infamous Bible stories, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, They have been working on this now for about 15 years. The city of uh, Sodom is called Tal El Haman. It's uh, it was from about 3600 years ago. Uh, and it's right, uh, right at the edge. It was an urban center right at the edge of the Dead Sea. And we know from the Bible that God destroyed it with fire, right? Just like incinerated the place. Right. Okay. Well, the Bible is so stupid. Scientists have been looking now Uh, at their 15 years worth of excavation and they have found a roughly five foot thick jumbled layer of charcoal ash melted mud bricks and melted pottery they call it the destruction layer as they've been looking into it and what caused it they believe that it was hit by a meteor a space rock That was coming in at 38,000 miles an hour to Sodom and uh, and kind of did some damage. They to 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 make this ash and this destruction layer as is, they knew that it had to whatever happened was had to hit at least 3600 degrees Fahrenheit. Kind of hot. So we know it wasn't, you know, like a. A candle fire. Right. Um, and what they what they believe now is that a rock exploded about 2.5 miles above ground. Listen to this. Creating a blast around a thousand times more powerful than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Hmm. A thousand times more powerful they say the massive shock wave would have followed moving at roughly 740 miles and 740 miles an hour faster than any tornado ever on record it would have demolished every building and killed all inhabitants which is kind of what the bible story says uh so that's kind of weird by the way the last thing in the story just just to make your day make it make you feel a little better uh, scientists tell us there are currently more than 26,000 near asteroid, uh, near Earth asteroids uh, and 100 short period near Earth comets that could cause an impact like this on Earth. Uh, they added one will inevitably crash into the Earth. Uh, but uh, don't worry about the 26,000 because millions more remain undetected. 
and some may be headed towards the earth right now. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Now, Let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you mm-hmm. something. If I gave you a choice, mm-hmm. you could live through the rest of your life going through all the stuff that we know is coming. Right. Okay. Or a giant space rock could come <laughs> and blow up two and a half miles above your head right. and you'd be vaporized immediately. Mm. I think I immediately the, immediately. So no I, pain. No, no pain. No, no pain at all. You're like if you're mm. inside, maybe you hear the maybe maybe you hear the, uh, you know, emergency broadcast system go off. Maybe. And it's like, stations, a giant space, and that's all you hear. And then you're all vaporized. Okay. Uh, But uh, probably not going to get the EBS system. (laughs) You know, if you're outside, you might look up and go, what the hell is, and then you're dead. Mm -hmm. Or you could live the rest of your life on the road we're on right now. Because there was an interesting movement behind a presidential candidate recently called Sweet Meteor of Death. And the idea was that kind of this, like, would you vote for a sweet meteor of death to just come and take us all out and take us out of our uh, never ending, excruciating pain? I think I would. Well, I don't want to speak Uh, for other people. I wouldn't want to vote, vote for that because, mm -hmm. you know, other people would be involved. So if I choose the meteor and I knew it was coming, I would say, hey, by the way, you should all leave the area. Uh, maybe about 25 miles around me because it's coming. Mm. Now, I don't know well, if more people would leave or would flock to me. Right. <laughs> they run toward you. Yeah, they might run toward me. There was a, um, in the documentary film, Real Genius uh, from 1985, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a defense system created that would bounce lasers off of mirrors in space. Mm-hmm. And then it would come down and it could vaporize a target, a human target from space in oh, seconds. Oh, that's the Jewish, uh, that's the, the Jewish, Jewish space laser. laser? Yes, Jewish space laser, <laughs> I right? Know that, you know, in the film, they didn't talk about it being Jewish. Yeah, well. But the Jewish course, space laser is real. who runs Hollywood, right? you know what I mean? That's a great point. <laughs> right, uh, right. Or, or it's maybe the not. Jewish, yeah. Uh, but, Jewish space laser. So the... <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a way of doing that. Instead of wiping out an entire community with a sweet meteor, meteor of death... You could do it in an individual laser way and just just evaporate yourself from society. No, I don't want to removed. know it's coming. Well, uh, let's just say, well, you, you said you were going to vote for the sweet meteor of death. Oh, and I said I wouldn't because then it would involve other people. Right. So what is the solution I'm presenting? One that will not affect other people. This would just be you being vaporized. As Maybe you we could just give this to like Amazon. <laughs> and so if you're ever talking and you didn't say Siri, you know, it's still listening to you. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, man, would I just love to be vaporized today? Then Siri could have that and they would report back to, you know, whomever, uh, probably right to the head guy there. Uh, and he'd say, oh, I got the space laser, the Jewish space laser. And Siri would say, he wants to be vaporized. And then you're just vaporized. It and you would wouldn't simplify it things. It would. I will say. It would. It would, it would. I will say we would avoid a lot of dumb commentary from AOC if we were hit with a space laser and didn't have to hear her speaking. 
that would be one positive of being hit with a Jewish. You know, I never laser. thought of it this way before, but maybe they're not the problem. Maybe me being alive and hearing it you is know what? the problem. The funny thing is they have thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they have realized that you are the problem. Damn it, Stu. Could we please talk about science for a second? Of course. Okay. Let me talk about science. Uh, this is from the Scientific American. The acronym JEDI has become a popular term for branding academic committees and labeling STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and medicine initiatives focused on social justice issues. Used in this context, JEDI stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. This is, again, from Scientific American. Mm. Okay. Uh, in recent years, it has been used uh, and been employed by a growing number of prominent institutions and organizations, including the National Acad- um, uh, Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. At first glance, JEDA might simply appear to be an elegant way to explicitly build justice into the more com- common formula of DEI, an abbreviation for diversity, equity, and inclusion. However, it shares the name with superheroic protagonist of the science fiction Star Wars franchise. <laughs> Wait, it does? It does. I had it only does. heard it in the scientific no. uh, context. And thus, it is inappropriate. Wait. It, hmm? So DEI is something that existed in science. Apparently. Diversity equity and inclusion yes yes and yes. they have now changed it to jedi because people will actually remember it and correct. it's justice equity diversity yeah. and inclusion yeah. Yeah. and we yeah. can't yeah. use jedi yeah. not because i thought you were gonna say it was a copyright reason no you're saying it's because why what what well um through its connections to Star Wars, the name Jedi can inadvertently associate our justice work with stories and stereotypes that are a galaxy far, far away from the values of justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. So we have to ask ourselves a few questions. Mm. Uh, these connections are, are they ones that we want to have? For instance, the Jedi are inappropriate mascots for social justice. This they're ostensibly heroes in Star Wars. The Jedi are inappropriate symbols, however, for justice work. They are a religious what? order of intergalactic police monks prone this to what can't be real. This is a real article. This is a real article from Scientific American. Oh, it only gets better from here. Does it? <laughs> Prone to white savior, uh, saviorism oh, and toxic masculine approaches to conflict resolution. Princess Leia was toxic masculinity oh, personified. Oh, no, she's in here. Oh, good. Oh, she's in here. Mm-hmm. The Jedi are also an exclusionary cult. Uh, membership cult. With, to which is partly predicated on the possession of heightened psychic uh, and physical abilities. Strikingly, force-wielding talents are narratively explained in Star Wars... They're not merely in spiritual terms, also in ableist and eugenic terms. These supernatural powers are naturalized as biological hereditary attributes. So it is that force potential is framed as a uh, dynastic property of noble bloodlines. For instance, the Skywalker dynasty. 
This I'm not making this up. I this can't, is I can't believe this is real. Look it up. It's in Scientific American. Here, here, here it is. Why the term Jedi is problematic for describing programs that promote justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Let me take a break while you look it up. Verify that it's real. Because it, it's, it's, it gets a lot better than this. It gets a lot better than this. So we'll um, see. Look, it has one, two, three, four, five different scientists weighing in on this. Okay, I, 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 have, a, I have an announcement. Okay, I, wait, I, no, no, wait, wait. Wait for you now. Can we, should we wait for your announcement? Well, I, I think I can at least give you this part of it. Mm-hmm. I am praying now for the sweet meteor of death. <laughs> you just found out that it was real. <laughs> I have a challenge for you. It's going to take a little bit of your time. Not much, but a little. But in the end, probably going to save you a buttload of money. Even better, you become a Jedi and you fight for the things that you, ha- you have value in. Uh, I want you to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. Do it today. Do it now so you don't forget. You'll thank me later. Patriot Mobile, the only Christian conservative mobile company, and it's on the same towers as all the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Although half the cost, Patriot Mobile has affordable, customizable plans for families. They donate a portion of what they make to conservative causes, unlike the big mobile companies that are donating things like Planned Parenthood. Can we stop supporting these companies that we disagree with? Go with a company that is fighting for you and your rights and will give you the same great service and at a fraction of the cost. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You can call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code Beck. They have special discounts always for veterans and first responders and for multi-line accounts. So... I want you to switch right now to PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back or 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. I'm just reading again from Scientific American why the term Jedi is problematic for describing programs that promote justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, that's becoming popular to say that those those warriors are Jedis and they're saying this is really bad, um, very inappropriate. Um, they're intergalactic police monks. Uh, and uh, and and they also gaslight people by means of Jedi mind tricks. I'm quoting Jedis are also an exclusionary cult. Membership to which is partly predicated on the possession of heightened uh, psychic and physical abilities, uh, force sensitivity. Um, uh, and these are not just merely spiritual terms, but also biological and hereditary uh, attributes. The Skywalker dynasty is, is, is part of that. How? But hmm? how could anyone write this? Star Wars. Oh, it took five, five scientists to write this. Star Wars also has a problematic cultural legacy. The space opera franchise has been critiqued for trafficking in injustices such as sexism, racism, and ableism. Think, for example, of the so-called Slave Leah costume, infamous for stripping down and chaining up the movie series First Leading Woman 
as part of an Orientalist subplot. I didn't know it was an Orientalist subplot. I had no idea. But the Leia thing is presented negatively. No one thinks that it's a good idea to chain people up in the movie. He's the the evil villain. They're they're making it like an Orientalist subplot. so. So wait, it's bad because... Ori- oriental populations chain their women up I and mean, therefore I we shouldn't criticize oriental would, populations i am shocked that you would even use that word i was talking about an orientalist subplot no, you, luckily you can't say it so exactly you can't get, right. you're not, i'm not getting in trouble <laughs> you're not guilty uh, i'm not guilty uh yeah i can't say it and he's just throwing around these oriental people i don't even know what you mean Stu. You did just say it. So I guess, quoting you, I guess, (laughs) I guess so because it is trying to make this look like something that would have happened in Asia. Right. Thank you. And that's true. The problem is not that they chained her up. The problem is that we're criticizing a foreign culture. I think that's what it means. (laughs) I think we haven't even gotten to the good stuff. We'll have to start the show with this tomorrow. We should. But the best stuff is that, yes... Even though I, f- I feared in the middle of that segment you were reading from the Babylon Bee, uh, this real. is an actual real article from five scientists in Scientific American. Scientific American. Remember when they used to talk about scientific stuff? Yeah, and not Jedi Knights? <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.